Hello around everybody, it's time for the Tales by Toe podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Tales by Toe podcast. How are we all doing? I hope you're keeping well. It is January 75 or something. The month has been long, but we are almost at the finish line. How have you all survived? I know that January can be a bit tough, but we made it. So I hope you're, you got through it and you did everything that you needed to do without dipping into that overdraft. Hey, I hope so. Um, and you know, just thinking about January and the kind of finances and, Still, whilst I remember wedding things, I know I've kind of spoken about doing a wedding series for a while, but I thought, you know what, I might as well. I know of a few brides who are getting married this year and um, just sharing a bit of my wisdom. And I remember this time last year when January was seeming so long and we had wedding payments to start paying for. And I was just like, oh, gosh. So I've given you advice on wedding planning. I know we've already done advice to the bride, so I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to tell you about is the things that no one tells you about when it comes to wedding planning. Um, and it's some of these are relatively common, but other things I just found like, well, quite odd. Like no one tells you that these things are going to happen. And then you start wedding planning. You're like, oh, okay, this is not what I signed up for. But it's okay, you get there. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to know if there are any brides of 2020. Let me know what you think. Have you started to experience some of these things? Or are you? Um, have you seen any signs of these things? Or are you just one of these brides who are just having such a blissful wedding planning and just going with the flow and everything's working your way? Are you? Are you really though? Um, and what I found is that some uh, people will always give you advice when you start wedding planning on the different things that will kind of come your way, the different scenarios or um, will share their experience. But you, I think you only really understand it when you're going through it yourself. Um, so yeah, I think for me, a few of the things that I experienced were, first of all, you start to lose friends and family. And this I had heard before, but it's just interesting that um, I thought it was a vicious rumor and I thought it would never happen to me because I obviously have better friends than those in the grapevine. Well, I was wrong. Bear in mind, when I say you lose friends and family, I don't mean in an obvious malicious kind of way. There's, a, there's just a few things that I mean, there are a few of malicious incidents, but we're not going to talk about those. But really, it's ultimately just about the transition period that you as an individual that you're on. And I think a lot of the time you're quite focused on what you're doing because you're wedding planning, but you don't realize the subtle transition that's happening around you. And it is just, you're embarking on a new chapter. You're in a, you're changing as an individual, you're evolving and your priorities are also starting to change. I mean, getting married is a really big deal and the planning process can take over your whole entire life. 
And it's not just about the wedding when we talk about the wedding planning process. I mean, literally everything. You're in the process of building your own family, starting a home if you don't live together already. You're molding relationships with new family members from your spouse's side. You're even trying to reinforce your own relationships with your own family. And sometimes it just feels like there just is not enough time of the day. And I think this is when the concept of, of your circle, your village really comes into play because you're starting to evaluate the people around you and you start to really learn quite quickly sometimes that those who are wishing you well don't always mean well. And not in a bad way per se, but I think you're, because your mindset is changing, you start to change along with it. And I mean, for example, everywhere you turn to, People are so quick to congratulate you. They ask you whether you've bought your dress. They ask you how he proposed, you know, all the fluffy, fun stuff. And that's normally, in my case anyway, always that conversation was always concluded with one of the two following statements. Either I can't wait to get my invite or I already have my outfit for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, Only a handful of these encounters actually have incidences where people are genuinely checking in on you or asking if there's anything that they can help you with. And let's be clear, it's not that the only thing you want to gain is their help, but you start to notice who's really there for you, especially in 2020. When we talk about our goals, I said this in the last episode, just know who's there for you and stick around with those people. So If you know someone who's a bride-to-be, whether they get married this year or next year, someone who's in that planning process somewhere, just check in on them. You don't have to talk about the wedding. Sometimes the last thing you want to talk about is the wedding. You just want people to find out how you do, how how you are, how you're doing. Um, You're embarking on quite a life-changing journey. And I think the transition between wedding planning to you're in a new home is quite quick. So just check in on someone, you know? The second thing that people don't really tell you about is that you're forced to learn and to get real with your reality. Now, this one is quite, um, it depends on your situation and what reality looks like for different people is obviously a different perspective, but I think it's about looking at the like the mental, spiritual, emotional, and the if financial, all of these aspects of who you are that maybe sometimes you've avoided or maybe sometimes you are you have certain negative traits that you've never really had to address. And I think when you start wedding planning, these issues are just brought into light especially when it comes to finances. If you and your partner, husband-to-be, wife-to-be, depending on, you know, what you're into, if you have never integrated your finances before and then you start wedding planning, you're soon going to learn your different financial habits. Everyone's has got, everyone has a different relationship with money and wedding planning just really brings those little elements out and you're like, Oh, okay. So now we've got to address these issues. Um, and I think emotionally, it's natural that you're going to be going through stuff because you're going through change. And sometimes it can come from those buried family issues that 
when you're doing day-to-day stuff, stuff you don't have to address. But now that you're getting married, you now have to talk to people and, um, you know, bring things to light that in your day-to-day are really not an issue. And you're, you're learning new dynamics. When it comes to cultural things, there's certain things in the wedding planning process that you're probably learning as you go and alongside you're learning about your partner, alongside you're learning about your partner's family, alongside you're learning about wedding plannings and corkage and decor and all of these things. So there's a lot going on all the time. Um, so you really are forced to get real with your reality if there's ever any things that you were happy to avoid before. I think sometimes the wedding planning process just like – Oh, okay. I guess it's time for us to deal with this. And it does have its perks. I mean, you are in a learning process. That's what the whole process is about. As much as there's a big, fantastic wedding day at the end of the tunnel, you are in a life-changing process. Um, and it's good. It's a good process to make sure you take into account, make sure you're present for these issues. Don't avoid them. Um, it's a new territory for you and it's very likely to be new territory for your husband to be. So take it as a learning curve for the both of you um, and pay attention to those different things that are affecting you or triggering you and work together. I think the key of that one is just to communicate with your partner um, and face reality together, right? I mean, you're getting married, so that's kind of what you've decided you want to do. And the third thing people don't really tell you about when it comes to wedding planning is about the wedding diet. I mean, it's really not cut out to to be what it is. It's just so overrated. I think the pressure to look fantastic on your wedding day is there's just too much pressure on the day, to be quite honest. It's like the hardest time for you to be dieting. You're busy, you're tired, you're juggling a hundred things. And if you're like me and Dapper, you're not living in the same, we didn't live in the same city when we were wedding planning, which meant the time that we had free, we wanted to spend time together. The last thing I wanted to be was in the gym. And sometimes I, um, I'm a bit of a comfort eater. So if I'm stressed or busy, I just want to eat. So the motivation of like, oh, I've got to look good on my wedding day kind of just, it slips away. It's like when I first got engaged, I was there. I was like dieting, smoothies, da, 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 da. And then I stopped and then I started again. You kind of fluctuate in the process of the wedding diet, but allow yourself to feel what you feel. If you feel like eating, eat to your heart's content, tomorrow eat a little less, the next day eat a little less and then just take it as it comes. I think you need to remember that no matter what, your wedding day is going to be beautiful and you're going to look stunning and everyone's going to love what you pick and what you dress like. Um, So just ease the pressure on yourself. I think it's a lot of pressure. And to be honest, wedding planning is stressful enough that if some people actually just lose the weight naturally, which again, they don't tell you about. So if you are buying your dress, I know a few people buy their dresses months in advance. Make sure you get a fitting for your dress, preferably two, between like the two to two months or six week window. Try your dress on before your wedding day because your weight is very likely to fluctuate. So you can get another fitting and just make sure 
you're looking all snatched and pretty on your big day. So yeah, I mean, those are just a few things that people don't really, don't really tell you about, especially I think the forced to face your reality is probably one of the biggest things because it just comes at you. Like life literally comes at you. You're, you're dealing with some relatives. You're dealing with all sorts of things that you didn't even know were, were a thing. You're learning and then there's like all of these things piled on on top of you and you're just like, okay, I can't, I can't. But then you remember you can because you want to spend a lifetime with this person and and it's all worthwhile. So you, you take it as it comes. But yeah, those are just a few little heads up for a few of the brides of 2020, ones I know personally and the ones that are listening. Um, I'm wishing you all the best for your wedding planning. And this is part one of three of the wedding series so I'll do two more episodes I think the next episode will be what the actual wedding day itself is like and what I learned from my own wedding day um and then the third one I don't know I'll see it'll be a wedding series I've been talking about doing a wedding series for a while so I'm doing the three episodes and then hopefully for all of the other listeners who aren't into weddings at all I'm going to stop talking about weddings but I will very likely keep blogging about the wedding so you can kind of keep up with um my wedding life on the blog tellsbydso.com um, and you can check out any wedding related stuff on my Instagram which is tso underscore nine underscore before I forget book club how are we doing with the reading who is reading what and have you stuck with it I finished um I finished one book and I've I'm on to the second book of the month, but I've been very sluggish with it. So I will finish that in February and then I will start book number three. So book number two that I'm reading is by Susan Jeffers. I spoke about it in the last episode, so I'm still powering through it. Um, and then I bought a few books actually, so I haven't decided what my next read will be, but let me know what you're reading, what you're interested in reading and um check out the I've got highlights on my Instagram page so you can kind of see what I thought about the books that I've read and the one that I'm reading now but yeah bye guys bye.